0: Amelia Sterling Estate, Agent J. It's coming now, Amelia Bedelia, Agent J. Dive But Jonka's well clear, with 100 metres left he goes. Three, four lengths in front and Jonka bolts in the keep now. Jonka's won it brilliantly. In front, Chief Altony is thundering home. Stootsbury Stamp over a length in front of Chief Altony. He'll win it. Stootsbury Stamp has beaten Chief Alton.
1: Sound darts away, sound is clear.
2: And a like G'day, Tunsons. Welcome to the Sydney Review Show. Not so much Sydney this weekend. As, uh, as we all know, we're up at Newcastle for Saturday's race card uh, featuring the Hunter, featuring the Spring Stakes. Uh, there's plenty to get through. We'll be reviewing races four and then the Quadi Legs six through nine. Uh, Rob Scurry, I'll start with yourself. Uh, what was it like having to bet from home and not being able to be on course to, uh, for one of your, your favourite race courses?
3: I was a, it was a bit sad, but at the same time, I was having a, a fantastic week on the punt, and I, I you know, I had a great morning on Manly Beach with the family, had a great breakfast, and 2.30, I just thought I'd go back to the hotel room and catch a bit of Channel 7. And, um, yeah, first bit Superium in, in, in Newcastle, and it didn't get much better than that.
2: Yes, uh, we'll touch on Superium shortly. Uh, Mark Shane, overall the day at Newcastle, uh, there was some pretty reasonably run races, uh, some big fields, it was quite competitive, but uh, overall, did you get a general feeling for the day?
1: Um, Look, uh, look, the big fields, uh, and as you said, competitive racing, Um, look, I had a mixed day, uh, up and down uh, all day, a few contentious issues that we'll probably go through later on um, with Superium and Straub. Um, So plenty to talk about in racing as usual.
2: Okay. Excellent. And Mark Roden, overall, the the day for yourself. And we must also point out that starting as of today, Mark Roden has officially joined the Mailbag team. So it's a pleasure to welcome you on board in an official capacity, and look forward to uh, helping you take your service to another level.
0: I'm looking forward to it uh, as well. Yeah, exciting new chapter for me personally. Um, if we didn't start on Saturday, we would have finished slightly behind. Uh, Through the cracks would have repaired the damage in the last. But there were some poor, nasty seconds for me. I managed to get natural well beaten in a photo at good odds on Enchanted Heart and Seven and um, Northern Knight in the highway. Well, how it got beaten, I don't know. Um, but it was a funny old days racing because there were um, yeah, plenty of uh, hard luck uh, slash controversial beats for the punters uh, going on all day.
2: Yes. Yes, indeed. Well, speaking of which, let's start with race four at Newcastle, featuring Superium, who did jump favourite, but uh, there certainly wasn't any real money for him during the day. Gradually drifted out as the day unfolded. And uh, if anyone wants to read the stewards' report, it'll probably take you about two or three minutes to get through the case of Superium by itself. Um, Basic overview, the horse from the awkward barrier, they wanted to ride conservatively, uh, it's ended up being blocked for a run for the entire of the straight, and it's turned out to be three out of five lane post race. Uh, Rob Scurry, talk to us about Superior. Oh, ah,
3: Look, this is a horse I've done about twenty-five units on, I reckon, or it, <laughs> like it. I should be square on it. Um, when Bossy rode it for a victory against True Detective, like this is a horse that's haunted me uh, for for a while. I had it, it as a golden. Uh, you know the Magic Millions. I thought it was a good bet in the, the three-year-old race up there. Uh, got good overs that day. Um, yeah, he's a decent type of horse. So who I think races best fresh. You know, it looked perfect. A thousand up to 1,200 meters with a bit of a, a space between the run. What is it? A benchmark 72. I've always thought he's a, he's a better type than a 72 type type horse. Um, so I just just to me it just looked like a bet, and you know I should have walked away after this. Just just watching Louise Day just gradually go. From last at Newcastle back to the inside, seems uh, slightly logical to me uh, when you're back last anyway, but you know, um, another superior tale. There we go.
2: Exactly right. Look, overall, it's a fast run race for the class. On the putting form data, they've gone 3.4 lengths fast to the 600. Ring the Ransom has managed to nail surreal step, and uh, you know, both of them are going around a double figure quote. Uh, Mark Shan, are you taking much out of race four? And, and really, when you look, watching Superium in the run, what what, do you, what are you thinking?
1: Look, uh, nothing went really right for her here. Cambo came up uh, outside her from about the 700 and, and put her in between horses. And I've watched the replay several times. The horse in front, I salute, uh, was getting checked and was shifting about quite a bit. And when she eventually got away from it, Saint covered spirit came out off the rail and and shafted it again. So I don't know what else she could have really done. I know it's disappointing if you're on it, but uh, just everywhere she went, there were just uh, gaps closing all the time. Uh, I fluked a little bit on the winner here. I did back several runners in the race, but uh, I think I've had a birthday here because I think um, there were quite a few unlucky runners. Pendano, I thought was an outstanding run. He was having his first run from a long spell and was badly held up most of the straight and darleb was also badly held up so i think a lot of horses could be forgiven for this race but i think Pandano certainly wanted to follow in superior just a hard luck tale unfortunately yeah, that's often
2: seems to be the way for superior and certainly as you pointed out darleb went to the line with uh, basically not ever being tested i think it's fair to say mark broden we didn't preview race four in the on the previous show uh, did you have any thoughts leading up into this event um yeah I'll, Guess what two horses I backed at odds? Pandano and... Pandano.
3: <laughs> I was on Pandano as well. My folks had a big boom on that when it beat Bollywood in
0: its maiden. It yeah. In the yeah. Yeah, so that was my personal tale of woe on the race. I um, could arguably have put up it, actually. But, um, yeah, to the, to the bigger issue that everyone wanted to talk about was superior. I, I think a lot of people straight after the race and especially if you've done your money you wanted to say it looked hot and uh, so on I, I don't think that's the case i think what it really is is a consequence of burdening an apprentice with perhaps too many instructions yeah. how it panned out which was not how it was meant to go but uh when you're asking a, an apprentice who doesn't have a huge strike rate to okay what you're going to do here is drag it out the back then get through traffic get to the outside and whoosh home you go it's there's just a little bit against it and i think that's actually what uh, might have been driving the drift. Was was the map and the setup, you know? Again, yeah. Uh and and the tactics. So I don't think there's anything sinister. Certainly horrendous uh, to watch if you were on it, and also the fact that it's um, pulled up lame. That might explain the fact that it was it seemed to be hanging a bit on the, on the turn when she was mm-hmm. trying to extricate a passage. So it might have even been feeling its legs as well. So literally nothing's gone right. But I'm not inclined to think there was anything too sinister going on.
2: We'll jump to race six which was the spring states the group three over 1,600 meters the Eleonora was down to the price uh, Gradually firmed in from 9 a.m. on the day uh, and managed to defeat high supremacy Uh, We were talking about uh, Ellsberg being a pretty decent chance and Mark Sheen didn't necessarily have the uh, the best lead-up into the event Uh, Just take us through race six there
1: Yeah, well unfortunately uh, well, I was on Ellsberg and uh he just played up uh, two other horses were playing up uh, wide he was standing well and then they settled and he started to play up just as a starter let them go so he missed the start he was probably two to three lengths off them after 30 or 40 meters he drove up and the two horses that went with him are uh, still in intensive care um perfect radiance and, and what was the other one um real the pace. real impact was at the top so yeah. how he's uh, battled on to finish third after going out I've got him going out a second faster than the other mile race on the day. Um, So he's done a great job to run third. The Eleonora, well, he got a beautiful run back on the rail. He produced an outstanding figure uh, two starts ago at Newcastle, the first time in blinkers, and then uh, he failed. Well, he was beaten on a wet track at uh, Ramwick and he is a reduced choice, so back on top of the ground, obviously. was a help there, and they found him in the betting, but uh, I was on Ellsberg myself yeah Rob Scurry
2: run us through uh, a couple of these gallopers in the spring stakes in terms of types
3: uh, well I, I had Eleanor on top when it got beat on Melbourne Cup day mm. uh, in a pretty which just might turn out to be a half decent form race sort of map against uh, that day I think I described him as a perfect waller coat great um, and yeah for him to win and me not to be on him is you know just shows how my day was going at, at this point because Oh, like Mark Sheen, I, th- I thought this Ellsberg with um, the <coughs> easy far form. I think this is this this is where it's at for the three-year-olds at the moment. Um, you know, we're at the end of the carnival now. Uh, all the good horses are going to go away, so we're looking for fresh blood. And um, I think that's you know a pretty good race. The, the Snowden thing that won that race, um, Kermit, something out of Kermit, yeah, yeah, Kamani. Yeah, C- he might he might be a horse a horse to you know go to a Saturday race. A maiden on a Melbourne Cup Day program is one the time-honoured spring stakes. That makes me a bit bit, bit sick. Um, but, yeah, Ellsberg, I was on Ellsberg. I backed it before the race thinking it was going to lead and I wouldn't need to lay off. And, yeah, to, I, I watched you guys' preview show. Mark, Mark Sheen just said each way all day sort of thing, and I, I didn't follow him in. Um, but then again, I didn't lay a village The place on a, on a good track. So, you know. <laughs> How dumb am I?
2: Uh, just run um, a, a, a villius for us, Rob. Just uh, tap <coughs> your thoughts on that Galloper. <coughs> oh,
3: look, I, I, I had it for a, going for a huge result on a suitable uh, Caulfield Cup track um, and it, it, with the uh, other good Sydney, well, the very, very good Sydney horse, very elegant and the R.I.P. horse. Um, they were the only three I backed in the race. You know, we went hard in the models those three. Um, yes, so, look, this, this horse has proven time and time again. I saw, I saw it when it was running against um, Colding uh, earlier in the spring, when uh, Libertini got up that day, it, it didn't. It, on a good track, it just doesn't race properly. And you know, it's a borderline champion horse from a stable that doesn't need the cash. Uh, I can't understand why they continue to run it on on, on really firm tracks. When you know, we'll come to, to autumn and there'll be plenty of options for it. Or why didn't they run it in the Cox Plate? You know, that day just just it boggles me. You know, I. Obviously, you know, don't have a job in racing, um, other than mailbag. But, you know, they they do. They've got everyone who anyone who they can pay for, and this is their headline, you know, middle distance horse. And who, to me, it's, it looks like borderline cruelty. Yeah, cruel cool. Because cool. it's, it's a crueler pun but this horse. You know, he's, he's a noble beast. He he wants to race to give his best and run past other horses. And I don't think he, he's letting down on, on on the good good tracks. And we've seen too many instances. Of it instances of it so you know sporting to
2: distribute that stable mark Roden, this uh <laughs> the winner the Eleonora, who, <laughs> i think it actually had the the highest overall benchmark rating on punting forms data heading into the event from memory uh, after that second two commanding and yep. um, just run us through your thoughts of uh, of this race
0: uh well i've messed it up pre-race i thought the three uh, originally at the head of the market, Perf Gradients, Ellsberg and um, Real Peace were the ones to beat. Uh, they've all done each other no favours with the way their tactics in the first 400. I think overall the pace isn't going to read that strong if you measure it from the last 600 or 400 only. But they've they um, they have have uh, gone too hard in the first 4 to 600 and then tried to back it off, I think. Which yep. the damage was already done, in my view. Anyway, yeah, it was a great effort from Ellsberg to fight on. Um, the market tuned in the winner in second, um, who I think are the two 2,000-meter horses in the race. So maybe they were that the market was banking on a strong pace, and that's certainly the way it's panned out. I missed it. I like the Eleanor's run. I think that cup they made is going to be a pretty good form reference. Commanding looks pretty smart for me. Um, and high supremacy on its breeding was certainly, is certainly looking for further. So um, the market's got this one right, and I've got it wrong. Um, uh, that, that's the reason why the two horses that... Wanted a mile minimum. I've uh, come to the 40. Yeah, can't can't we
3: say Ellsberg um,
0: was a
3: was a good thing if it just jumps
0: like? Oh uh, yeah, I mean he's yeah.
3: I, I, like what price he should? How 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 good is the market? How do they know it's going to bloody miss the start? It's, this
0: thing should be even money. Perhaps perhaps we're all on delay. Not just we're not just getting the, the feed on delay, but our whole lives are about 30 seconds behind these guys. <laughs> Simulation, is that what you suggested? Yeah, something like
2: that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll save that for another show. Um, we'll, we'll jump to race seven, which was the Hunter, uh, the million dollar event for the three year olds and over over 1300 meters. Uh, they've gone slow here for the class, four and a half lengths slow on the punting form data to the 600. Uh, Rob Scarry, give us an overview of <laughs> the Hunter from your perspective. Sweet dealers defeated, special reward. We try to lead them up, and Asiago ran on for third ah, uh, this is just, just bad for me. You know, I was,
3: I was, I was in, a, in a bad place. And I just thought my old mate Huber would make it a huge day for me. Uh, we'd get out and kind of lead and kick on, I thought, with a lighter weight. You know, he, he's, um as you know, I think he's my favourite horse. Maybe him my baller. I'm not sure. Um, I do have issues. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I backed him. I had something on Trumbull when he jumped, who I ter- turned out to be lame, you know, special reward. Powered to the stable. I thought that horse was, you know, a lay, a lay all day, but you know, he's, he's got it to run a, a huge race on on the big day up there. Um, and look, the, the winner sweet deal is genuine mouse, you know. But to me, she's in my mind like irathea You know, she's she's be around forever. Yeah. Um. Very very good on a day, and you know, credit to that stable. John Thompson keeps keeps him going. Um, so yeah, back to the wrong John Thompson horse so that's okay um just look like a welter it's worth a million dollars i don't know
2: yeah yeah exactly right mark Shan, sweet deals just another strong mare. uh nash on board logged in a nice spot because it's easy enough in hindsight but they've gone very slow here and that hasn't necessarily helped a lot of the horses
1: back in the field yeah they did go out uh, very slow I've, I've got them about nine for their first uh, 600 average so that's pretty slow um yeah, look, I thought Sweatdell might have been cooked after that first up uh, hard run and a couple of runs after that had been a bit flat in my opinion, but I certainly got this wrong. Um, she was well tipped around the place and also uh, Lizzie made a pick of the yard. So obviously she'd done well. She does have a good record at Newcastle. So good training performance by John Thompson to pick her up again after a couple of indifferent runs. So I thought uh, coming to the turn as was going to win the race. It looked to be jogging to me, but... Just that slow tempo up front and those inside horses just seem to get a kick on the turn. So I thought her run was full of merit. Evelina, another one who gets back and needs a bit of luck. And I just think the the early tempo was against her. She ran on honestly again.
2: Mark Roden, the market found a couple in this event uh, at a longer price. One of them was Chief Ironside, which uh, I think they might have backed once before at Newcastle from... <laughs> top of my head, and, and one of the others was uh, Signor Fox, which managed to settle itself a little bit closer uh, in run. Was that purely a map uh, perspective from the market there?
0: I, I'd certainly say so with Signore Fox. Um, mm-hmm. Chief Ironside, I'm not sure. He's got some good figures at his best. I, and McDonald was booked, so it looked like it was, you know, all systems go. I thought mm-hmm. 1,300 was too short for Chief Ironside. They've both been pretty well beaten, as it turned out. <laughs> yeah. um, market spot on the Trumbull. Um, I backed it when it drifted. I had to. Um, I, thought it, I thought it might be, you know, up really close. from 13. There didn't look to be a lot of speed on paper, and there wasn't. But when it was back in the second half of the field, it was in trouble. Um, didn't finish off well enough and, and pulled up lane. That's why. Uh, yeah. I also found Redouble in this at, at huge odds. Tom Sherry's got it in to the running line from one of the outside barriers. A Fantastic performance. And the horses, unfortunately, had a cardiac arrhythmia and been beaten about 200 metres. So best laid plans there. Um, it's... There's not a great deal to talk about out of the race. The, you know, they're listed company horses racing for a million bucks. One that might be interesting, um, it wasn't unlucky or anything, but it ran okay was Galway. I think they're backing it up next week in the gong down at Kembler over a mile. Uh, so this could be very much um, a tune-up race for that. And, you know, he's, he's competitive in this grade. He's, his handicap rating might be too high to actually win a race of this calibre at this stage of his career, but I suspect he's going to be primed on the day.
2: Yep, that makes sense to me. Uh, race eight was over fourteen hundred for the Phillies and mares, benchmark seventy-eight. In terms of the pace, they've gone very fast for the class, five point eight <coughs> fast on the punting form data to the six hundred, genuine tempo. The winner, great news uh, for Kim Moore, uh, is knocked off Enchanted Heart or managed to hold on, I should say. But uh, we'll, we'll talk about Straw first and foremost, Mark. Sh- I didn't see uh, what had happened on the day. I was too busy being drowned at Ascot, and then uh, there's no replays, so to speak, of uh, what happened before the race. So, for <laughs> my benefit, run
1: me through it. Yeah. Well, I uh, when, when the horse did rear up, I thought to myself, "Well, this would be scratched for sure." And after the running of the race, I was able to go back on Foxtel there and, uh, and tape that, put that on Twitter, and it does appear that uh, the horse uh, did strike its head. Uh, on the petition at the back of the gate when it reared up. Now, Mark Van Gestelby has gone on radio this morning and said that the stewards have a Hawkeye situation in a bunker uh, whereby they can look at that vision while the horse is being unloaded to be vetted. He stated that uh, the horse did not strike its head. Um, Look, we can only go on what we've seen as punters and... Uh, To my eye, the horse uh, did look to come in contact at some stage, I don't know what Mark thinks. Um, But it would be nice if uh, the stewards, uh, for integrity purposes and also animal welfare purposes, uh, would release that footage because without punters there's no industry. You know, they're running million-dollar races. It's all coming from punters. So it would be lovely to actually see that. I'll be happy to be wrong. Um, I was on it, I've done my money, I was probably venting a little bit, but uh, I'd love to see that vision if it's possible that they can put it on the Racing New South Wales website Mm -hmm. and allay the fears of many people who backed the horse uh, that they didn't do their money cold.
2: And certainly reading the stewards report, there's no mention of the horse striking its head or anything like that. It basically says when questioned, Ryder K Jennings stated after being fractious in the barriers and being removed for a vet inspection, the mare trotted freely and he was satisfied that it was suitable for it to take its place in the field. Uh, the horse was slow to recover, uh, no other abnormalities detected, but it certainly doesn't mention anything of a pre-race incident, so to speak, other than being fractious. Um, as you said, disappointing, but you quite often see that, don't you, in terms of not all the vision being presented there for punters after the race, whether it's a head-on or something like that. It's uh, It still feels like we're in the Stone Age, but uh, it's just racing. Just racing no, the, from the
1: back of the barrier, it did look like uh, the head was in line with where the, the padded, it is a padded petition, but it did look like because of the position where she had flung herself back on her hind legs that she had lurched forward on two occasions and possibly mm-hmm. come in contact. Now, as I said, I'll be happy to, to say I'm wrong, but if the stewards would put that vision on, uh, it would be fantastic for punters across Australia who back straw. Exactly.
2: Uh, Mark Roden, what are we doing with this race going forward? Obviously, the the favourite has had the issue pre-race. It hasn't been able to do anything at all as a result. And then uh, great news and Enchanted Heart have fought out the finish with a gap to the rest of them.
0: Um, I think they've gone pretty well, first and second. They're good, solid Saturday-class horses at least. Um, yeah, I, I didn't know that the stewards had that technology available to them, let alone, you know, releasing the footage or not. That's about, that was news to me in itself. Um, it certainly, if it has hit its head and they've missed it on the, uh, on the footage, it certainly would be the only sport guilty of that. The AFL and NRL have uh, done that, stuffed things up from their bunkers more than once, so uh, they, they wouldn't be on their own. Um, it certainly raced like it hit its head. Yeah. That's that's the biggest piece of evidence I can think of. It was first beaten. Um, yeah, just... Uh, well, I suppose it and Superior were the two really ugly incidents for punters on Saturday. But that said, all being well, I, I can't guarantee it would have won because I think Great News and Enchanted Heart have, have gone really well and they put a space in the others. Um, I suppose the market had narrowed it down to those three. The winners in particular was really well back. But, um, yeah, I mean, you're entitled to feel sick if you're on score because it certainly does appear that you've, you, yeah, I think done your money cold is the, the right phrase to use. Rob, run us through
2: race eight there from your perspective on
0: Saturday. <laughs> Yeah, look, I, I was I was I was
3: losing my shit. I think this was just after Baller um, flashed home uh, at uh, Dunbin, but I launched into Um, um Didn't like it. Um, I got a little bit off um, as they were vetting it. I didn't didn't qu- quite want the position I had, um, which is a you know a good thing to be able to do. You know, vet checks ne- you rarely end well. Um, yeah, look, it, ne- it, never, it never looked like it was in going to win after about I don't know 600 metres. Um, just one of those things. Look, uh, in New South Wales, where you know a horse dies, they don't show us that. Um, the horse bangs its head, they don't show us that. You know, they're, they're doing it for our own good, just to save. You know, just just trust
1: them. Well, know well we can trust them if, if if they've stated that it hasn't hit its head. It would be fantastic for for them to tr- for us to trust them. And showers. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, they could
0: just shut everyone up in, in one fell
1: swoop.
2: So, exactly. Yeah. I'm just watching the uh, footage you've tweeted now, Mark Sheen, and I'm just trying to work out if it hit its head three times or two times. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe four. It does look like it has a bit of a double knock there on the way back in. Um, we'll put it up so uh, the punters at home can obviously have a look, but uh, my goodness, just chalk it hey, up. Oh, sorry to
0: interrupt. Um, why was what's that bit about Kay Jennings saying he thought the horse trotted
1: freely and was fit to start? What's it got to do with him? Uh, I don't know. Well, well, I think they talked to the vet uh, once he's laid back aboard. I I think they'd probably have a discussion as as to how it feels, uh, but it probably wasn't the main issue. I was worried about how it trotted up, um, no, no. and more worried about if uh, it came in contact uh, with the head.
2: I've never known anyway. an in like racing to it's shoot itself in the foot so many Not times. Enough. In it's the face, it it's
1: just another
2: Yep, yeah. hey? yeah. <laughs> all right. Race nine, uh, something potentially to finish off the day. Uh, through the cracks, we did speak about it a fair bit on the preview show. And James McDonald on board, uh, it obviously was a, a big flashing light run last start, and it's managed to win the benchmark 88 of 1300. Uh, even speed, the punting data to the 600, 1.3 links fast. Uh, Rom Scarry, did you follow up with Through the Cracks?
3: No, I am my first bet on Hilo, this campaign. Um, <laughs> that's how, I told you, this is how my day's going. It was, I did a lot of damage in a couple of hours and I followed you in in Perth. Jesus. Yeah, I Yeah, that no um, yeah oh, look, it, that never, was just a shit bet. I, th- I thought, I thought Hilo, Big conditioning on him. I thought this stable, you know, I was still darkening on, on Avilius. Uh, um, I don't know why this is masochistic. What I'm doing to myself here? Uh, not backing through the cracks. Uh, good horse. That stable I saw they had a winner the other day. They don't get too many. They don't have too many runners. But you know, this is obviously better than a Saturday horse. Um, do they back it up in the Gong next week? Um, I think it's winner only, isn't it? Yeah.
2: Oh, Ben, what are your thoughts coming out of race nine there yeah, with the winner and potentially of the, uh, the other horses to follow?
1: Yeah, well, I, they did seem to go along a bit uh, to me, so I thought Edison did a good job here racing on speed. Um, the pace certainly suited through the cracks, put mm. into a good spot. Highlight travel well to the turn but didn't let down, maybe just track a little bit too hard there uh, because he looked to be travelling coming to the bend. And I thought Chap was a great run. They had to ride him back from uh, when he drew out so wide got a lot further back than usual he's a horse who can race up much closer than that he's made up a lot of ground late but uh i think uh, through the cracks and chat probably the two to follow out of that with edison who was very brave being on pace all the way
2: yeah mark Roden. it does appear that edison's returned in good form so far this preparation
0: fine um here was one i mentioned on the previous show that you know adding real depth to this um benchmark 88 really good benchmark race this one um he was really well back on the wet track first up and ran into polo Um got, got very close, and he's run really well again. He's, he's fine. Um, interesting uh, market moves on through the cracks. Um, I mentioned them on Thursday, but, but I hadn't backed it early, and by Saturday morning when it was into about 260 or something. I was not going near it, but then 10 minutes before the race, it's at to 440, 4, 460. It did tighten up on Betfair very, very late, interestingly, yep. uh, unlike some of those other horses like Trumbull that were just – going one way this one there was a big move what drove the market move was the big move for too big Farry. Mm. uh and high low and chat was solid so something had to give and that was it was through the practice price of these but when it on the fair got to 464.80 then they stepped again in again and um, sort of knocked off that edge but, uh, it, it clearly wasn't completely unfancied yeah it was not, First winner for the day, saved the furniture, and despite the day i have been having, when I saw him, McDonald get it to the outside of the top of the straight, I thought this is home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. not anything, but he, he got the job done. And as I said, a pretty solid, good quality 88. Yeah,
3: I'd like to uh, retract my earlier statement. It's not winner only. Ch- Chat's a good horse,
2: uh, and Edison's run. All right. Very good. Uh, we'll run through a couple of horses to follow. Rob, it's obviously a little bit tricky. You end in the yard, but is there one of the horses that you think going forward you might be willing to stick with? Uh, uh, Tommy Sherry, his
3: ride on Super was incredible. The, yeah. the boy is flying. Mark Roden said something about his ride on a horse that cardiac arrhythmia. Um, oh, no, the way yeah, the way he blended into the race. Um, he also got that thing home, which we were on on Cup Day on, on Friday night at Canterbury. Um, on by. Never looked like – yeah, never looked like getting beat. Um, he turned that into a 10s on top. It was a on the race, but he
0: turned it into a dead set 10s on
3: top. I think the horse that beat it the other day at Randwick is actually quite good. I don't know what it's called. It's number nine uh, on the day Jason Collett rode it. But, but that had – I would had the, the advantage – yeah, pretty, 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 that was a pretty strong meeting, Meeting easy easy far, that's the other thing I'm waiting to see, whether um, it's still got a bit of uh, condition to come, and I think that'll make more than
2: a Saturday horse. All right, very good, uh, Mark Shan, a horse to follow or two from yourself?
1: Um, yeah, I think Pandana, who was coming off a very long spell, I thought uh, he was most unlucky in race number four, and is normally very consistent once he... Uh, gets into a campaign, and I thought Chat uh, in the last was a very good run. Just had to go too far back. Yeah, and Mark Roden.
0: Uh, I've just dug up the horse. Rob was mentioning to uh, mentioning that one on Cup Day, and it's Atlantic King, who is quite smart. I think he's right. Um, what have I got it down here? Chat I thought was a big run. Daleb I'm going to be looking for possibly back to the midweeks, and also back to the midweeks. Barnum, who closed off quite well after being dragged uh, a mile back to last. Um, Darlene and Barnett, I'm not sure if they're real set play horses, um, Chad is, but um, there might be a midweek or night race for them coming up. Very much so. Um, now, speaking of the week ahead,
2: what have we got? We've got Wyong uh, Wednesday, Portsbury Thursday, Rose Hill on Friday, and then we're off to the gong and the literal gong, um, which <laughs> I can't wait to see someone just have a crack at that thing and give it a good whack there on Saturday at Kembla Grange. Um, Mark Rowe <laughs> Is there a highlight of the week ahead? That's something that you're looking forward to?
0: Um, yeah, yeah, the striking of the gong on Saturday. I think that will be... <laughs> even though they, they won't get the full crowd there, unfortunately, with COVID restrictions, the 1,500 or 2,000 who are there are going to be in for a real treat when that thing gets smashed. Um, yeah, funny week. We've got provincials Wednesday, Thursday, then Metro or Metro Standard Friday, Saturday. It's, I, I assume it's a twilight at Rose Hill on Friday. I haven't known them to do that before. But no, there'll be eight winners to be found and... Um, yeah, plenty of action. Five meetings over four days for me to kick the service off for mailbag. So really can't wait to get into it. Yep, very much so. Uh,
2: Mark Sheen, is there any of those uh, meetings that you've got your eye on that you're going to be
1: targeting? Um, yeah, well, I'll be I'll be there Wednesday and I'll be there Friday. I, I didn't get a ticket for the gong, so I'll uh, I'll sit in the back in the office here and try not to tweet any bad Barry behaviour. <laughs> uh, uh, get into
2: it. Exactly. <laughs> Freedom of information, that's all it's all about. Uh, Rob Scurry, uh you're not going to be on course for uh, for Wyong or for Kemble Grange, but uh, you'll be having a crack, no doubt.
3: I'll be betting. They'll be running. I'll, I'll be betting. I'm, yeah, I haven't had a look at um, Friday yet. Um, but yeah, it's it's, it's we're in the, into that transition time. I think it's time to find fresh blood. Um, yeah, look, looking forward to it. Plenty of betting to be done.
2: All righty. Mark Rode and Mark Shan will jump on board on Thursday and we'll preview the Metallic Musical Instrument race. Uh, But until then, guys, have a good week and uh, I'll speak to you shortly. All right, we're going to take a diversion even further north up towards Doombin. Uh, He was wound up the entire Saturday. He cracked it Saturday night. Is back on board for the therapy session. Welcome, Shane Shirleyo, to the Sydney slash whatever review show we're calling. We're going all around the grounds now.
4: Lovely. Thanks for having me. Um, and thanks to um, the two boys there for wanting to listen to my therapy session. It'll be good fun. <laughs> next we're five right. minutes or so.
2: Well, where are we starting? I mean, which you, you bet into a million races as always. So which race in Queensland took your fancy?
4: Uh, race nine, I thought was the highlight of the day. The Keith now quality over twelve hundred um, saw saw a, a brilliant performance first up from Jonka here. Now um, this was a this was like stinging in a way because you know I thought the horse you, you wanted to see some intent from the stable or from you know on the market you wanted to see some money to say that this horse is going forward from the gate off a very nice trial because it had drawn wide so. You know, first up, Queensland, new trainer, a little bit of money was always going to signal a little bit of intent, I thought. Um, 21s all day. I never touched it. Then saw some, saw some movement, 21s into 11s. Uh, then the you know the horse that had won, that it had beaten in the trial, Boomtown Lass, had won the previous race. So, you know, there was some reference there out of the trial. Um, but I thought, like, how much further can this hemorrhage um you know, let's just take, let's just wait and take Betfair SP. You know, it's not going to go off much more than this. Um, once I made that assumption, it was 11s into 750. Um, and then I think it SP'd around nine, something on 950, somewhere around that on on on, yep. on, uh, on the fair. But it was substantially short of the topes anyway, um, which is a debate for another day regarding tote prices on horses that lead um, as low as $7, mm-hmm. 750. Um, Anyway, uh, look, it was a great, it was a great return. Um, it broke uh, 1,058 day run of outs. Um, now, probably for Rob and and Marky, can jump in and maybe you know, being the Sydney boys, and you would have seen this horse. Obviously, chased some decent horses. It had that classic legend form. You know, I think it got within four lengths on a track that was probably more suited to Classic Legend and less suited to Jonka, The track condition. Did you guys? bit of a question
0: without
3: notice. Didn't? That that was in June, the June Stakes or something, which graded me out completely about Classic Legend. Is that the race you're talking about? Yeah.
0: He, he ran second to him in the Arrowfield like in the Championships as a three-year-old. Yeah. Uh, I months ago. Oh, I, reckon.
3: He's got, I reckon he's got some baller form as well. Um, but yeah, he looked better than a decent type, um, for, for sure. You know, not not a, you know, just a, didn't look out of place in group enlisted company. You know, not one I'd, find probably in the numbers but you know always a always a you know look like it was going to run well um davy atkins you know he's, he's a tries he's a trainer of one of my former favorite horses called impaler um which was uh running about I don't know, 15 years ago he went a thousand up to 1600 meter horse but but yeah look um he doesn't have many horses obviously you know he's gone to a big stable and it just improved him and um or just set him up for what do you call it earlier uh, this is a sting yeah, look, there was
4: always a bit of theatre in my tweets, as everyone should be, um, be accustomed to by now. <laughs> I like to carry on a bit on the tweet for a bit of banter. Um, yeah, I mean, not, not you know, not so much a sting as, you know, not suggesting anything under water or anything like that, of course. It was just, you know, the markets completely missed this and a, and a lot of hindsight geniuses pointed that out to me on Twitter that, uh, you know...
3: Why haven't you found this?
4: Well, well, why wasn't it $3 then, you know, like... Um, you know, this was, um, the money was there, the money, you know, the, the money was there from, from you know, the right people, obviously, to um, to signal the intent that we discussed. And, look, this horse is, um, it's ran, a, on the punning form data, it's ran 9.9 lengths quicker than average, you know, a negative 9.9 figure. Now, that figure in itself is good enough to win the last three Doomben 10,000s. Which has changed in the last from two thousand and seventeen, it went back from thirteen fifty to twelve hundred meter weight for age race. So, last three winners were um, on the punting form data. The last three winners were the Bostonian negative nine point five, English negative eight point seven, and Red Cell negative nine point four, and Joggers returned in minus nine point nine.
2: And not only that, but it's also on the running form data, 1.7 lengths better than any of its previous starts for the previous stable. Now, Mark Roden, I'll yeah. ask you here, so what do you do with a horse that's not only recorded a PB first up, but a PB first up for a new stable?
0: Well, it, the stable change was a plus in itself, wasn't it? I mm-hmm. mean, all Atkins, but um, that, that's the first thing to say. I think possibly the reason it's returned to PB on Saturday is because it's it's got control of a race, which... Mm-hmm. Um, That's when horses go to their best, when they're they're able to dominate a field like that. You know, in Sydney he he won his first two starts as a two-year-old and then probably if not overrated, well, his options were limited. He had to run in good company for the rest of his career then. And in the the field, especially in Sydney, you know, when you're running against the likes of Classic Legend, who was flying a four-year-old, you're not going to be able to dominate many fields like he was able to dominate on, uh, on Saturday. So, you know, he's just got in a great position. He's Know, play and loving life, and, and that's when horses run to their PB. I think that's, that's got to be a big part of the reason. I
4: think um you know. Also, like, this horse had a pretty um, he had a pretty bad experience at the races, didn't he? Um, Magic Millions Day as a young horse. Um, I'm not sure whether that would have had some effect on his on his later career. But you know, like you say, now that this is the, probably the first time in a long time he's been able to lead and control the race. Um You know, which I think. You know, it's, it's a small thing maybe, but, you know, to me, I think it's a big impact on uh, his uh, performance. Um, the other thing is is that, you know, there's no doubt that Tony Gohan's the best trainer in Queensland. And, like, for him to improve horses from down south is no shock at all. I mean, there's a, there's a list of mile long of, of horses that he has improved that have come up at the stable. Um, You know, he's the best there. Like, I wouldn't say that the Brisbane training ranks is a retirement village, but there's a lot <laughs> of trainers in Brisbane that have sort of plateaued their careers or, just, you know, they're not as hungry as, as what Tony is. And, you know, he uses the best jockeys in Queensland regularly on the right horses. Um, he places them better than anyone in the in the game in Queensland. Uh, he believes in track bias, when not a lot of other trainers do. You often see Tony at the races, you know, discussing track bias with the jocks for the upcoming race and, you know, planning race by race on, on where they want to be. Um, sounds like pretty basic stuff, but he's the best at them. Uh, in Queensland and I reckon that makes a big difference too and there was clearly a signal of intent there to, to dominate that race from the wide gate and, and be on speed and, and be the one to beat so but I just thought that they've executed it brilliantly the horse has come back great um, there's a little bit of spirit of boom about this horse potentially I know it's by spirit of boom and this uh, horse was having its first run not only for Gollum but for the new ownership group there was a change of ownership there um, to get the horse to Queensland it's still a, it's still got its nuts it is by Spirit of Boom, and I could sort of see this horse going on a path of um, Magic millions and snippets. 1200 metre race in January just looks a pick up Million Cool Million, and like I said, with the figures that it's run there on Saturday, and and how that lines up, you know, against the winner Carnival type times in in Queensland in the past, he he could be a, a serious player based on that performance.
0: He starts very short wherever he goes next start. Obviously now is that uh, going to be a risk second up? Oh, I'll put it this I
4: way. It's hard, it's hard to see them. It's just like you know, from from my experience um, and only my own observation, they're, they're not hundred percent screwed down first up um, as a rule from this stable. Um, so yeah, I, well, I I sort of anticipate some improvement, but you know, obviously second up after that big figures, yeah. it's always going to play in your mind.
0: But yeah, you just don't a, like you don't like that, do you, Mark? No, just as a general principle, of a first up peak, especially if it's going to be a short price, I'd just say, I'd just give it a miss on principle, especially if you've missed out at the big odds first, up. you don't need to be charging in it money or something second up. No, sure. Um, it. I mean, it, it's always horse by horse, but as a general rule, that's why I approach it. Well,
4: and, you know, from from a racing point of view in Queensland, like it needed to, to, to spark a little bit of uh, interest. We read today that um, Command & Conquer, that, yeah. you know, smart winner last week, has been sold to Hong Kong, where he'll likely race as dragon, win-win, happy king prawn. <laughs> um, something along those lines. And that's a bit of a shame. I know that he was vetted to go to Hong Kong last prep and and um, they pulled out late and you know, obviously got the got the money this time. So a bit of a shame to see it sort of go. But, yeah, this horse certainly adds a little bit of excitement to the ranks.
2: And while we've got Mark and Rob on, should we just touch on race eight uh, with Boomtown last defeating Needle? Uh, but in third was Baller, Rob, your man. Uh, first start for Waller, Ditton was on board and it's been, what, $10 into 650 or so and it's run third. Uh, Rob, how many units will you be on for Baller next start? Uh,
3: it, it's got to be at least five. Um, <laughs> I didn't get the memo that it was going back, you know. Uh, I, I, I didn't even know it was running until four minutes before the race. Um, I think I'm very, very excited. Um, and I've I'm, and I'm just gone off a race too early, obviously. Like, the Sydney horse, Jonka, has come in and, and destroyed him at a good price in the in the next race. But um, I think this is one of the best types of four-year-olds. You know, oh, look, there's him and there's Trope, who's also might turn out to be tripe. Oh, see what I did there? Um, there's whether they're any good. But, yeah, look, this horse to me is... Um, he, he might be... I'm going to keep with him. I kept with Cuba. And he, he turned out to be all right, and I want to keep with Baller as um, I, th- I think he's a good, very, very—he is a very good-looking horse. He looks like a wait-for-age horse, and you know now Chris Waller's got him. Um, who's to know? I thought he was—I thought he was a f- controlling front runner, Mark Roden.
0: Why is yeah, he going back that, to
3: last? That's, that,
0: that was my um, picture of him for
3: sure. Like Jonker, did you know he was going to go back, Curly? Oh,
4: Baller? yeah. Look, what. I didn't think he'd be able to get there if he went forward in that field. Um, I, I suppose it's it might sound silly to say in hindsight it should have won when the winner was three deep on speed and, and the second horse was, you know, three wide, you know, trailing position. Um, you know it, it, I think I, I think it should have won the race anyway. I think it's better than them that beat it yeah. Um you know it'll be winning next start. In, you know, in the same grade for sure. But you know, the winner went well. It was you know no knock it. But um, yeah, I think ball or the ball is certainly one you can follow out of that. Right. I'll send you Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <I> mean, yeah.
3: <laughs> I, I'm still a long way down on that horse. A long way down. <laughs> yeah. Someone some, someone did take a, a dollar or eight about it one day when this boom thing of Chris Waller's beat it at Rose Hill. Mark Roden, yeah. remember that? It, it, it looked looked like it was home, and this. Very highly tiled, very well bred uh, horse that started very very short for the rest of its career and never won another race. Got it on the line on a slightly wet track. He might actually even be better with a bit of, you know, I don't mm. know, if cut a cut out of the track, but certainly a, a five or a six might be better than him, for him than a three or a four. He's, he's a big, heavy horse. I think he's a high chaparral for, by, memory. He is. The latte might have
4: been the horse, was it? Is the latte, yes, that that's the one. Oh, yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. Well, baller hit a dollar eight, and you've got to love those dollar eight bet pair punters. Um, just chiming in to baller, uh, the baller at the one, anyway. That's about the only time. No, he also beat. Um, this is my rain man uh memory. He beat maybe it's a discharged or started with D, and it's it's got a green colors baller. Um, he won at Kenzo one day. To, decent price. so I'm not that far down on it. That's what I'm trying to say.
2: Beat uh, Dunaton? at uh, uh, Kensington.
3: Yeah. Uh, he won by three and looked, looked pretty good.
2: Yep. Yep. That was the horse. All right.
3: Started with D. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, look, I'll be following and Hopefully um, won't be doing my money. Uh, you'll be right
4: there following it. Um, seen a bit of... uh. It- in race six, is probably a race just worth touching on quickly. We saw Ruka. Now, this is interesting little thing here, um, picking up on uh, you know patterns in Queensland. Robbie Frauds' form has uh, had, like turned around recently, um, and in direct correlation with that, so was the team Edmonds' um, horses are. Yeah, you know, the winning a, better, a lot better strike rate than what they were a month or so ago. Robbie's riding more winners, um, so there's a direct correlation there. The ride on Ruka was the difference between winning and losing. Garibaldi sort of come into that race off one jump out, one trial, which was always half in my head. But I just thought it was the best horse. It had the best map, and it would map in front of Ruka, and that should be enough. Um you know, he was half tardy away again, Garibaldi and settled further back and then had to make a wide run a lot earlier than what they would have anticipated going into the race and, and then he was just a bit susceptible late and Robbie cut the corner on Ruka and, and got the got the run through and yeah, you know, the ride yeah. was different. Like, I, 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 yeah, I know that we have a bit of a laugh at times that Garibaldi is hating the winning post and, and that sort of thing and his form his form might suggest that. Like he's just done enough to get me again in the same class, probably you know at, at black figures. I had him a little bit in the red, and anyway, just yeah. the way it was. The better ride won the race on the day, and that you know, and that's that's all there is to it. It's, you can make some slight excuses for Garibaldi. He was probably that last fifty sort of knocked up, probably a little bit off the one trial. Maybe that's
3: how I saw the race, but. Um... <clears throat> It's going to start pretty short again, and you've got another decision to make, Curly.
4: I'll probably let it
3: go this time. Yeah, I know Mark Roden would probably let it go. He doesn't like these get back short price horses. No, it's oh, about, no.
0: there's a lot of things about do like. It's amazing I ever have a bet actually. All the things about don't
4: like. <laughs> <laughs> um, Well, that was probably the that was probably it. There, there's a couple of you know. I'm not sure whether you watched the uh, Red Steiner race, but that was you yeah know, a little
2: bit sticky. like it's I sort it. of.
4: Anticipated she'd get back anyway. That's her running style, and you're sort of happy to come into those horses, you know, at that eight or nine dollar mark when there's some tempo, when they, you know, can get home. And that's just her. You can't. She's not a betting proposition at a shorter quote because that's her racing pattern, and you're going to need some luck. Um, you know, the rest of the races. Dominant King, I thought was good. I sort of expected to be the next horse sold to Hong Kong off that win. Um, <laughs> honestly, do uh, sometimes. Um, Good. We, we, saw some, we saw some nice horses on Saturday. Um, I was against, personally was against Dusty Tycoon uh, with the jock swap. Um, uh, and I, I didn't send out the lay bet, but, you know, I did have a lay bet. And I'm not sure whether you guys saw that race too, but um, it's fell in with two horses flashing late. So... Um, well, we think we, I think we got away with a small win on the pun overall for the service, but um, you know it was a day of what might have been, for sure there. But at least we saw some good horses, and um, you know that sort of gives us something to look forward to as we get closer to the Magic Millions Carnival and hopefully open borders. And if we don't see a race Magic Millions day, we'll see the bottom of a heap of vodka and sodas <laughs> and uh, some good times at the casino on various functions.
2: Outstanding. All right, girls. Well, a week ahead, you've got Rocky tomorrow. You've got Ipswich Wednesday. You've got Bow Desert Thursday. You've got Townsville Friday. Sunny Coast Metro on Saturday by the looks with Gold Coast to Woomba. And then Rocky again on Sunday.
4: Yeah, it's just a punning palooza yet again. It's been really hot in Queensland over the last few days. And um, I'm, just, I'm definitely going to Ipswich Wednesday. And I think the Ipswich result Wednesday will determine of whether... Bo-desert. I'm going to be singing Hello Darkness, My Old Friend, <laughs> as I enter the gates at Bow Desert,
2: Aquus Park, Bow Desert, on Thursday. We'll just see. All right. Bloody good. Outstanding. We'll look forward to that, Curls. Uh, thanks for jumping on board. And uh, let's also uh, welcome once more Mark Roden to the team. Um, we're looking for a, a big sort of summer just to get a few things in order. Um, website will have uh, Mark's stuff up as of this afternoon. And um, we'll kick into top gear to start the 2021. Looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. Can't wait.